friends of mine, Phoenix and Lara. They're going to talk about their own spirituality, which is the topic of today. So how our own spirituality began. And today it's a full moon. It's the 8th of January and the full moon is in Leo. So Phoenix, Lara, could you tell more about yourself? Who are you? You go first, Lara. I've got a long list of who I am. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Well, hello, everyone. My name is Lara, and I'm a student. I study Anglo-Saxon, Norse, and Celtic at the University of Cambridge, and I'm currently applying for PhD while I write my thesis, and I... I have always been fascinated by all things spiritual and I met these two wonderful ladies Phoenix and Natasha while we were all studying well Phoenix I think she was working in Aberdeen and and ever since we've created our own little spiritual nucleus mm. right. that's so true especially if you think of DNA when you say nucleus there <laughs> it's like <laughs> DNA and chromosomes all that fun stuff anyway Hi, my name is Phoenix. Um, I do so many things. I am the creative director at Progressing Dialogue, which is a social enterprise organization that helps marginalized communities. Think LGBT, Gypsy Roma Traveler, think BIPOC communities, and you'll be on the right track. I'm also an outreach officer for the St. Marcus Cathedral in Aberdeen. And I do lots of wonder, lots of wonderful things, such as BIPOC and then some, which is a Facebook group and page which helps to highlight positive representations of marginalized members when it comes to film and TV and other types of media. I also help people in Scotland when it comes to their employment uh, adventures and career paths. And I like to promote Scottish kind of businesses and organizations with people that are of the BIPOC community. So I do a variety of things. And also I like to do art and sing on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I'm the founder of the Goddess Channel, which I've launched last year in November. And I thought that maybe I should start my podcast series for this online magazine with two friends of mine I met in Aberdeen. And yes, as Lara said, it was... Yeah, we created this nucleus, so that's very scientific. (laughs) Like a little spiritual refuge. And I started in 2018 my uh, women's circles at the chaplaincy. And it was a great time, and I miss those days a lot. So, yeah, so we're going to have, yeah, we're going to delve deeper. How did your spirituality begin, Lara or Phoenix? Like, how did it all start? Were you a late bloomer or... Did you discover it as a child? Were you always, did you always so, show some fascination for... Yeah, I like ruined right. it in my brain. And then I was going to jump right in. <laughs> it called, um, spirituality, new age, paranormal experiences. Maybe you believe in aliens. Yeah, I think you know what I mean. So how was your spiritual journey? How did it start? For me... I've always been this way. Baby, I was born this way. Yeah, ever since I was a little girl, I, I, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, I think since I was about five or maybe even younger, I was in the womb. And then I was like, I like this nature stuff. It's my jam. I was going to say the nature S word and then I realised I can't remember if we can swear on here or not. Can we swear on here or not, Natasha? Of course you can. Oh, well, this nature shit. I love it. I was all up in that. I remember being five and just being fascinated by leaves and trees. And I was all all down with that. And then my dad had this book 
and it was a book of herbs and it talked about the history of different herbs and trees and plants and shrubs and and like the law and how people use them and the medical practice and what parts of the the roots you can use so I read that book over and over that thing is probably green and it's old and decrepit and falling apart so I blame my dad a little bit there and then uh, I went to well I was forced to go to Sunday school not my idea of fun and I was just different from everybody I had all these ideas about gods and goddesses and and you know, just feeling the flow and the energy of things. And it wasn't linked to the Bible, you know? It, it was linked to nature and getting out and having this principled, moral ideas on things. And nobody else was like me. And I was like, I am totally a freak. I'm totally adopted. What is going on? I'm going to walk this earth alone. The hermit is within me. And then charm came about. <laughs> like, that's me. <laughs> All that stuff is me. <laughs> I had I had this friend and she was into charmed and all that spiritual stuff but she was into the, the fantastical aspects the, the wands and the wizardry of it all and I'm like I just want to sit around some trees and some like mushroom rings and just meditate but she's like oh I control the weather and I'm just like nah I just want to like be surrounded by incense and chill I already knew there was like all these little signs ever since I was a little and I'm a bit different I'm a bit unique everybody else is crazy mm. and it, you know even though it made me feel separate from everybody else I understood people so much more for it it's a weird thing because some people go well I believe in this or I like this kind of hobby and nobody else does I'm gonna it's gonna separate me from other people it it kind mm. of did because I couldn't relate like about me to other people but it made me understand people more do you see what I mean does that make sense at all yes absolutely it's not yeah. a coincidence that I called you earth queen of the whole oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is something really magical about Aberdeen I don't understand it I mean you know I had a choice whether to go and stay in my hometown of Bradford or go to Scotland and there was something saying just go to Scotland you need to get away from your family number one and number two is girl you got that Celticness in you you need to get out there you need to explore you like that water you like them trees I'm like I I went to Edinburgh did not like it if anybody's an ever you know an Edinburgh person or whatever that's fine if you like it but it wasn't, it wasn't jamming with me and then something just said go north go further north north of the wall <laughs> and, and and then Aberdeen it's just this beautiful place and I just felt at home it is my second home from home and I met so many wonderful people and every time something crappy happened I had faith I had such strength in my religion my spirituality and I had met some wonderful friends that I, I wouldn't have met if I didn't move to Scotland that's the amazing thing if I didn't follow my own path and my own truth I wouldn't have met you ladies yeah absolutely it's uh it's just kind of like it's weird how at the moment you just do what feels right for you and then years later you look back and you start connecting all of the dots and you're like wow you know were these signs there all along and mm. I just didn't see them mm, that's true what about you Lara what made you you? Why do you like life? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, um, my, my story is quite, quite similar to yours, Phoenix. For me, it was always a part of me. So I was, since I was a tiny, tiny little girl, I was obsessed with fairies and uh, just kind of like candles and, and the moon and the sun, just kind of like nature. And then when I was nine, I told my parents and my family and my friends in school, you guys, I'm a witch. 
And they said, no, you're not. You're lying. And I was like, no, but, but really, I am. And oh. the reason I said all of that was because, I mean, yes, I loved Charm. I loved Harry Potter. But I was a witch in the sense that I had really good intuition. I had these very strong premonitions as well. Like everything that I thought would happen would end up happening. It was more, um, not as um, cinematic as the ones and, mm. and the broomsticks, stuff like that. It was more of a, an intuitive sort of sort of magic so I told I told everyone in my family and my friends and in school they told me I was a liar and I was lying I mean so I just said okay fine well I will just stop talking about this and I did I stopped talking about it and I come from like a family of like scientists they're like really skeptical if I can't see it it's not it doesn't exist Mm. sort of people so for a very very long time this sort of magic in me kind of lay dormant and then when I was 15 or 16 I went to India I just I rediscovered I suppose that spiritual side because I got into yoga yoga led me into Ayurveda Ayurveda led Mm. me into like Chinese medicine and that led me into astrology and then um, I started practicing a lot of yoga meditation so back and so forth. I believe that around, yeah, that time I must have been 1920 by now. I had opened up my third eye chakra. So for those of you that have no idea what the chakras are, there are these seven points of energy throughout the body. The third eye chakra is in the middle of your forehead and it basically opens up all of the unseen things that are not you start seeing ghosts and you start hearing voices, stuff like that. And that was around the time I spoke to a friend and I was like, hey girl, I'm feeling a bit weirded out because I'm starting to hear voices. (laughs) You know, I'm starting to hear footsteps and I think it's got to do with this yoga thing, my third eye chakra, blah, blah, blah. And she was, Lara, get in touch with Phoenix. She's got this society, they can, they will understand you. And that's why I got in touch with you, Phoenix, and you introduced mm-hmm. me to Natasha, and then I went to your women's circle. And that was like so good for my soul because I was I had finally found a group of people that could understand me. And I think that's what we all want in this life, isn't it? Like to be understood, to, to, feel, to feel understood and loved by, by who and what we are. And yeah, and, and I loved it. I really did. Okay, but I have a question about your third eye chakra. I believe that everyone has like these chakras but at some point you know one stage is less developed Mm -hmm. and do you think it has become more powerful or do you really believe that when you decided to study these topics these areas deeper uh you think that it has awakened do you think they have awakened your third eye chakra or could you maybe yes i think my third eye chakra it was accidentally awakened by all of the meditation and the yoga i was practicing it's true that some people just are, they're just born and they, and, and their and certain chakras are more, I suppose, developed than others. Like for me, my most developed chakra has always been my throat chakra. Therefore, I can't stop talking, as you may have noticed. But my third eye chakra, I think it was, it, it kind of developed by itself when amidst all of this meditation that I was doing. Okay, that's interesting. Today it's a full moon, as I already mentioned. Do you do like on a regular basis? Do you perform a sacred rituals or uh, ritual practices on a regular basis? For me, I do. I don't realize I'm doing it, but I do it. And I think it's so, you know, when something's so innate, it's like breathing air and you don't realize you're doing it. Mm. So I had to like kind of think about what do I do as like a ritual? Because I no longer have an altar. Like I used to have an altar. 
um, and I had to move here and there for work. So it was really hard to have an altar. And I was like, what am I, you know, what am I going to do? I really liked having my altar and, and it was a good way to observe the seasons and the Sabbaths, the, you know, the high holidays and things. And I've done them more. And then I thought, well, the self-care and the self-care you have in terms of your environment and how you do that on a regular basis and make sure it's in line with the planets and the seasons and things, that is a ritual within itself. So there's certain ways that herbs that I use to clean like the floors and the walls and then uh, how I clean myself and things like I'm not really good with my hands and my feet I'm I'm a very handy person very um kinetic and so I let my body just look, like look a mess and then all of a sudden it's like a full moon or it's a new moon and then I just cleanse myself again I have no idea I'm doing it but I but then when I've done it and I'm chilled and I'm relaxed and calm I think oh did you know it's a moon oh did you know it's a new moon oh, that's interesting but it, it doesn't make me think like well i've got to do this next new moon i've got to do this next you know full moon or, or anything like that and it's just so innate for me personally so i do that i do lots of cleansing work and then i do yoga when, when my flat's not a mess i do yoga a lot um i meditate without me really realizing i'm meditating so especially during the pandemic i've kind of been meditating a lot more and just really get into the nitty gritty of me. I went through so much last year. I started a new job. I had to move from one place to another. I lost friends. Um, I started a new relationship. I had to deal with bullying and racism at this old job that I was working at. It was horrendous. And only when I started to move away from those people and those situations and really work on myself and, and gently put things to bed, which weirdly is kind of what, the pandemic has done to me is giving me that space and that time to just go look you're hurting this is that time and space for you to just deal with the hurt and pain you've accumulated so much baggage from other people from other situations let's just chill let's just sit in bed do no work and just cry if you need to let's just sit in bed and think about why are you angry at that person why are you angry at yourself why do you feel guilty why do you feel shame just ask, just, just, just let that be. And that, in a way, became my form of meditation. And then, girls, I love me some visualization. I'm telling you, I've been seeing fairies and spirits like there's no tomorrow. Mm. So do you think being Septi's practices helped you a lot? Oh, yeah. In which way? I feel so... This is crazy. I feel so me. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't felt this me since I was in the womb <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really like okay right so a little bit of like family background childhood thing going on I have had to take care of so many members of my family ever since I was young like I was about five I took my grandparents you know to the toilet uh, I had to like feed my family you know since I was a young girl I, I was I was feeding people I was taking care of the cat I was taking care of my brother when he got like two closes I um my dad got sick I took care of him my mum got sick I took care of her I was always taking care of people and giving and giving and giving and even when I was in relationships during these times I was never really about myself it was all about well I've got to make sure the guy whoever they were all girl was you know take care you know I had to take care of them it wasn't about what I could get out of them anytime I had something that was for me it would always be taken away by other people for some reason or other whether it was my education whether that I wasn't able to fully practice you know my faith it was always taken away it was always for other people so during the pandemic when I was forced to have that time to really decompress 
and de-stress, even when I didn't like it. There was some ugly crying involved, ladies. You know, I, it, I felt like I'd been stripped naked and I loved every inch of me. And it was just the most wonderful thing in the world. That made you more vulnerable? So you felt it's like, like, oh, I'm returning to my true self. Not vulnerable, but more just in tune with me. Like I said, because I've been just there for the people for so for such a long time. I didn't know what I wanted. I could just sit down. I don't need to talk to people. I actually quite like art, you know. And, and I can do this freely without having to go, okay, I've got to make someone dinner. Okay, I've got to help someone to go to the toilet. Okay, I've got to make sure someone's not sick. You know, it's, it's a very interesting thing when you're forced to just sit there and be still. Because some people can go stir crazy. But for me, it was like, I actually quite like my own company. I actually like seeing myself naked. I actually quite like just staring out a window and looking birds, you know, looking at birds. Like my cat the other day, I, I, I changed his water bowl and I just sat there and I just watched him drinking in the water from the bowl. It was the most peaceful thing on earth. I had like similar moments when I during the oh, like last year during mm. March. I was like, okay, now you have more time. You don't have to go to work every day, Natasha, uh, because I was doing like yoga nearly every day. So that was when I woke up. I would start with yoga and then meditation, even chanting. <laughs> Felt like a bit like a little hippie, but I did. But I really yes, what I really missed was you know my friends, family, and. But at the same time, I'm, I'm actually really grateful that this pandemic happened because I realized, oh, well, Natasha, you don't always have to like, because I share the same experience. Like when I work, I usually give, give, give. But then mm -hmm. at the end, I just turned, I'm just exhausted. So it was this, oh, Natasha, you also have to look after yourself. Like, and then you can help other people. Even if you have a child, you have to put your mask first and then you have to help the child. How about you, Lara? Do you, because I know that you're really into Ayurveda and yoga, mm. do you have something you do every day when it comes to rituals or spiritual like, practices? Like for me, it just comes and goes. I think I can really relate to what Phoenix just said about being so in tune with, with nature and as well as your own self that I don't consciously do anything. It, I mean, sometimes I do. Like sometimes I'm just kind of like, feeling like you know my soul is telling me to meditate more or to do some sort of like spell to do some some tarot but a lot of the time I just kind of like let it flow and I trust that my soul and my body and my mind they intuitively know what they're what they're doing and um like mm -hmm. today you said that it was the Leo new moon and I noticed it before but today like in general I've had kind of like a very very good very positive very Leonic day today I just looked in the mirror and I was, wow, I look like extra hot. <laughs> yes, queen, yes! Uh, and my, my self-esteem has, like today, as well as yesterday, I suppose, has been over the roof. As well as you two, I have a very busy lifestyle. So like I'm t getting this um, MPhil from Cambridge. I'm writing my own songs to release an album. Nice! teaching uh, English classes to some people. I am, I'm just kind of like taking on a lot um, at the moment. And I forget, you know, that I'm also human and I also need to rest. Like to me, it's just kind of like I'm always on on the go. And if, I, if I'm not productive, I'm like really, really hard on myself. But the past few days, I've been like, you know what? This is it. I've got it. 
it's fine. I don't need to, why am I worrying about something? Why am I worrying that I'm not gonna get good enough grades? I am intelligent, I am talented, I am brilliant. I have like, I have the ability, I've got the skills and I've got the, and, I, and I'm hardworking. I can do anything. I am unstoppable. It, it's, you know, the mm-hmm. past day, I've really been feeling like that today. Well, tonight, I left the library before coming here to speak to you guys. I looked at the sky, massive, bright full moon. Okay, since it's Aquarius season, the full moon has to be in Leo and then it, everything makes sense. Yep. Like my, my soul knows kind of what time of the year it is just because of the way that I'm feeling. I'm also a bit of an empath and I can feel what other people are feeling. And I mean, the problem with that is that sometimes I get confused. I'm not sure if what I'm feeling is my my own emotions or if I'm feeling someone else's emotions, but because of the pandemic, I haven't been seeing many people face to face. And therefore, like you said, Phoenix, like my, I have really been able to feel my own energy. Mm-hmm. I'm being completely isolated. I know what it feels like to be fully myself and not to be kind of like picking up someone else's problems, someone else's energy, someone else's feelings, someone else's whatever. So, um, so yeah, basically I do these rituals meditatively and intuitively, but, but, Recently, just just not consciously, I just haven't felt the need. That's good. I think that's amazing. And I'm bragging here about being a woman. I'm so sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> brag, girl, brag away. Oh, I don't know how to explain it, but I always... I'm so happy to be a woman. It's like in relation to, La, what you said about, you know, uh, sensing the energies of the, the cosmos. Um, I, I always, I always had this kind of intuition. I mean, I'm, I'm a cancer. So for those who might ask, yeah, I'm a cancer. Lara is a Sagittarius and Phoenix is a, a Scorpio. Yeah. And, and I also can relate also to you know, being empathetic as an empath, but I always see more myself as a hypersensitive person. And I think maybe Lara, you said that you're really good at how to not pick other people's energies and I think mm-hmm. because we are living in strange times tend to worry a lot do you worry about yourself Natasha or do you worry about what people think of you or the things you did or what people expect from you so do you have to like if you're the listeners Lara when it comes to maybe get to realize okay this is not my own energy this is and how you know distinguish that it's not your energy but you're picking up mm. other energies like maybe how to stay grounded because I think many people because we don't have this social interaction so much yeah I think think that's a really good question actually because I think a lot more people out there have had this exact same issue they have this great ability to empathize with others and it's a virtue Mm -hmm. Uh, being Mm -hmm. able to to see things from someone else's perspective Give, gives you a lot of awareness and, and perspective but a lot of the time like you said we, we do get caught up and and it's hard to differentiate are these really my feelings what I would say and this sucks but what I would say is first of all isolate yourself mm-hmm. and I don't mean isolate as in like don't see anyone in two weeks like coronavirus says but kind of like 
an evening, take an evening out, an evening when, where you don't see anyone. Because a lot of the time, empaths, we tend to be very extroverted people. That's why we get so overwhelmed because we're so empathic, but we're surrounded by so many people all the time. I think that introverted empath, I don't think they have this issue as much because they are already taking this time to be by themselves because they are already introverts. But empathic extroverts were surrounded by people all the time. So I would say definitely take some time off your social life, take some time off anything you need and just be by yourself. Write stuff down. I think stream of consciousness is a great thing to do. You're analyzing your feelings, but in such an active way, you're not just like sitting there meditating and thinking, which is fantastic. I mean, by all means do that. But like when you write them down, everything just come, becomes a lot more clear in your head and you start realizing, oh, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. I'm not sad I'm just I've just been hanging out with my friend whoever and they're having a really rough time they have subconsciously projected those feelings onto me and I've picked them up when when you write it all down it just becomes a lot more clear and once it becomes clear to you it automatically feels better because that's just a weight off your back and if you still feel like really really bummed and really weighed down by, by all of this energy around you Take some time, cleanse yourself, burn some lavender or some sage, have a nice bath, cleanse, and, and maybe meditate as well. And that will really help with, with the tiredness. Because I think the worst thing about being over-empathic, I think, is a constant fatigue. Oh, have yes. you felt that? Mm. That's a really, really recommended, like taking a bath, especially at the full moon. Really powerful. And Leo, also about pampering yourself. Absolutely. Uh, Neo is the diva, you know, is like, um, um, like l all about luxury. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about, what is it? There's a song, Madonna, it's called Express Yourself. And I thought, like, yourself. So, yeah, I mean, like, Leo is all about self-expression. Even maybe, you know, mm. this kind of confidence, getting the pep talk, like, I can do this. I can run the world. That's really I see, you know, sort of like the queen being in high school. Yes, as an archetype, or as a yeah. For me, when it comes to like Leos, a lot of the Leos I've met, I didn't like. This is not 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 dissing anybody that's a Leo has got a Leo inside like their chart. I didn't like Leos. I've just met some really terrible, negative, unhealthy Leos. And then my partner, he's a Leo, and he's like not like any Leo I've ever met. Like you think of the typical traits of a Leo, he, it ain't him. I don't even know who he is. He's like some 13th star sign or something. Different, the signs manifest themselves differently in different people. Mm. So yeah, you have a lot of Leonic energy, but it's just not manifesting itself in the way that you're used to seeing it. I know. Yeah. I just, I'm just thinking. You, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like he's not Leo. He's not unique. Wait till he gets rich. He's gonna be balling. He's like this. My car. <laughs> this my bowling house. Watching, watching <laughs> the like we gold chains when he gets rich and famous. And I'm like, okay, there's the Leo. There he is. There yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I mean, I personally love Leos. My sister's a Leo stellium, and I mean, she's also a Cancer stellium, and we get along quite well. I think. Obviously, I'm really biased, but mm -hmm. I just love fire signs, <laughs> and I love Sagittarius, which is my own sign, of course. But I think Fine. I like Leo's better than Aries because I feel like Aries are a bit too intense. Are like, <gasps> How dare you? You know, Leos are like they just Leos are such a good friend to have when you need a pep talk. Yeah, like, yeah. They're to like yeah. pump you up. 
Mm. Not really good leader friend, and she's always like, Laura, you're so beautiful. Like you're so you're amazing. You're brilliant. You're talented. I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> but it really does help. Yeah, you should have at least one Leo in your life. Like Absolutely. my man, even though he's not a, like a traditional stereotypical Leo. When I'm having a bad day, I'm like, I don't know whether it's because I'm trying to like do new projects and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Pick me and like, you know how amazing you are. Just do it. I mean, how do you know if you don't try? And you've already done the planning. You've already done the behind the scenes work. So just execute it. And I'm like, try. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that's that sounds like the type of person that you need, Phoenix. So yeah. I like to support you like that. You, I'm, I'm loving this. It's like girl chat, but spiritual girl chat. I'm, I'm down. Absolutely. <laughs> So, yeah, and when it comes to spirituality, because we just talked about astrology and in relation to Phoenix, uh, you should maybe look into his chart. I, did. I really did. It's all higgledy-piggledy. It's crazy. Maybe. It's, it's higgledy-piggledy, and I, I kind of like it. I like he's a mystery, but I also, okay, you know, like when, you, when you're young and you kind of fancy someone and you do like flames or you're like, he loves me, he loves me not. And I did that in terms of like astrology, like, okay, so he's a Leo or he's a Virgo and we're compatible because of this. And let me look at his star sign. Let me see what the, the exact like, time he was born. And then with him, I didn't want to do that. And it's not because I, I genuinely stopped myself. It's because I was like, I'm, I'm in it for the ride. Because before him, I would always do that. And then before I met him, I was like, I don't want to date anyone anyway. So it was a really weird transition period. I said, I don't want to date anyone. And then he's like, look, I would like to be with you. And then I kind of got angry. I think I got angry. And I kind of got a bit angry. And I said, you know what? I've been through so much hurt and pain. If you want me, you have to be happy with all these things about my personality. If you're not down for it, leave me the hell alone. And then he's like, okay, that's fine. I'm happy. Give me a hug. Give me some cupcakes. And now we're still together. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Phoenix, just what you said is so Scorpio. Either love me like I am or leave me the fuck alone. And just, just that's like such a Scorpio thing to say. <laughs> All or nothing. <laughs> I am, I am. Some people think really intense. It's not that. It's just I like to get the nitty gritty and deep. I don't want the fluff. I don't want the superficial. If you don't like me, I don't care. Just let me know you don't like me. And I know to stay away from you. And if you love me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just let me know you love me and you're a ride or die chick. Like I, I remember I had this friend. This is really random to take possibly. I had this friend. She's like, oh my god, you're amazing. You know, we're best friends and we'll always be together. With, when we're old and grey, we'll be mm. talking about our lives and stuff. But this individual screwed me over so many times i didn't near the end i didn't tell her that she she upset me right i didn't i must admit i didn't i told her in different ways and at one point i was straight i was like can you not do that because it makes me feel like excused away my pain and my feelings mm -hmm. and then something in me just switched and i started ignoring her and i started she, she would have called it mean fine whatever but i just started ignoring her and not inviting her to things and then she came to me like you know it's been a while since we've seen each other and rah 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 i said i don't care she's like but i miss you i don't miss you Ooh, mm. did that hurt her soul it takes me a while it takes me a lot of pressure to get to the point where i'm gonna throw this diamond at your head and i'm and then i'm gonna walk away for the rest of my life because my personality about me because i'm a scorpio Mm. I will do anything for you. I'm very loyal like that. But once you take advantage of my kind heart and soul, yeah. I'm out and I'm going to make sure you know I'm out. So I've had some you know, interesting... You know what, Phoenix? Um, I, uh, I'm not sure if you remember, but I told you, I think, around a year or two ago that I wasn't a very big fan of Scorpios. But actually, actually, I mean, I'm really... I love Scorpios now. Partly the reason is because I realised that in sidereal astrology, 
Mm. I have a lot of Scorpio in my chart. Mm -hmm. So in tropical, I'm pretty much all Sagittarius and Capricorn. In sidereal, I'm all Sagittarius and Scorpio. I have a Scorpio moon in sidereal astrology. And I react the exact same way. Mm -hmm. I react the exact same way. I am super loyal. I will love you until the end of my days. I will give you everything. And I find it really hard when someone's hurting you hard to confront them and say, look, like to put the boundaries. I find it hard. And, and it's, it, it does get to the point that like they have to hurt me so much that I, that I stop caring. That's it. I just completely remove myself. And it's something I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on because even though in the end I still kind of distance myself, I still go through the pain that they put me through, you know, like I I still, in a way, it's also my fault because I'm allowing them to inflict this pain on me. And all, all along, I am empathic or stupid enough, depending on how you see it, to want to empathize with them and just see things as, oh, they're hurting, therefore... I, um, I'm going to try to help them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything because I know that they're only saying these things because they are going through a bad time. But when I do that, I am justifying their actions. And by justifying their actions, I am justifying the pain that they cause me. And I'm, I mean, I've been working on this. I'm also, you know, seeing a therapist about this and she's like, it's fantastic that like you're so empathic and you have the maturity to understand other people, Mm. but at what cost, at what cost? Because you keep letting them hurt you. See, so, the thing is, yeah. like, knowledge, knowledge is power. It's what you do with that knowledge. So the fact that you're knowing more about yourself and other people and you're setting up boundaries. So some people go, well, I've got this knowledge that you're emotional, you're having a difficult time, but I don't need to be your emotional punching bag. Oh, no, 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 no. I am a human. I have feelings too. You go over there, you cry, you punch, whatever, in the corner by yourself. And when you've calmed down, come back to me, we can talk like civilized human beings. But until then... There's yeah. no need for me to take on your, your emotions, your burden. I feel you. I feel you. I've been there. So I think I've got to be a Scorpionic thing, you know? Mm. And, you know, and last year or a year or two ago, when I didn't like Scorpios, like now I think about it, I was like, did I just not like Scorpios because it hit too close to home? Because I, in a way, I could actually identify with the darkness. Mm. Whereas now I'm like, I'm a, now I'm all about the darkness. Yeah, mm. I I love my dark side. It's great, and you know I'm like I'm like about all about necromancy and like yeah. obscure stuff. I, I love it. It's good. It's good to get to the nitty gritty, the dark side of your personal. Like I, I think one of the reasons from last year to this year, because I've been away and working on my my career and stuff like that. The showboaty things that other people do, like they put things on Facebook, I know, it's, 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 it's highlight reel, it's not always real life. But the showboaty things people put on like social media and like, oh, I've got this pan, I've got this amazing job and I've got all these great things. I was jealous, I had no idea I was jealous. I had, I had no idea. I was just like, well, I've got to grind, I've got to do all these things. But then I realised I don't like these showboaty people. I am jealous of their clout. But it's got no substance. That's the thing. It's got a lot, a lot of times it's got no substance. Understanding the dark side of your personality where you call it the shadow side or the things you don't like about people your your peeves whatever you want to name it when you understand where that stems from and why that is you can be at peace absolutely okay ladies i have to as you can see we can get very passionate <laughs> Yay! Well, 11 minutes left question would be before drawing oracle card is like what are your area might be divination and as you might have maybe noticed we are all into astrology here (laughs) Mm. 
Is there one particular topic or an area which you just find fascinating, where you just could read books, articles, which area, maybe yoga, I mean anything, or moon, or aliens, or, don't know, planets, Ayurveda, working with nature, witchcraft, both of you maybe uh, share with I'm a bit eclectic. I, I, I like everything, you know, and I can jump onto one thing to another. But one of the, the, I think two of the main things, I'll try and narrow it down for folks, is herbs, but also customs and traditions. One of the reasons why I did my degree in Celtic studies, because I was so interested in the Celts, finding out about the native indigenous people that were in the UK before the Romans came over, fascinated the crap out of me ever since I was a young girl. You know, I'd be digging like in walls, pinning that I found a bone or like hordes of bones, I know, weird, crazy. That's a, like a five, four year old version of me was doing my poor parents they probably hated me. But yeah, I was doing that kind of crazy stuff and understanding why would they bury that? Why would they use that? Why would they pray to this God and that God and understand that? And then on the other side, I was obsessed with plants and herbs. Why would they use to help? Why were they used to heal? How did they find out? How did they know that certain plants were poisonous? I want you to know more about that and how they knew about it. And I think with those two things, it helped me to understand myself because by trying to look into what made the Celts the Celts and then other indigenous societies around the around the world helped me to understand about my own ancestry, understand cultural appropriation and cultural um, appreciation and so many things. And I think those two things, herbs, herbology being, you know, a kitchen witch as some might, people might call me or even a hedge witch and understanding different cultures and customs with those two things, I could understand the world more, myself and other people. Like if someone says to me, oh, I, I drink tea so I can look at the tea leaves, that's great. But what about the tea leaves? Was that from India, those tea leaves? Were they from Cuba? You know, where? where? And it's like a, a beautiful tapestry of a story. And I think with those two things, and my world's my oyster. And I just find people fascinating. I don't like people, but I find them fascinating. But don't tell nobody. <laughs> That's so interesting. I quite like the idea uh, because maybe people don't think when they drink a cup of tea, there is, okay, I'm drinking green tea. And then when it comes to tea leaves, oh, do they come from India? That's like a flavor. Which culture, who produced the tea? Is it a company or is it a small business? It's, uh, I think there's a lot of history and we often forget that. How about you, Lara? What is your... Um, <laughs> I'm also very eclectic and yeah I'm super fascinated by plants and stuff and actually my theses have been on on the magical use of plants in medieval Scandinavia so uh, I'm, in, I'm, I'm into that stuff I don't practice it I think it's because I am aware that there aren't enough sources like historical sources lead on but yeah but in my own spiritual practices I practice a lot of tarot and this is something like especially during the pandemic I've had people, strangers and stuff, contact me to like do a tarot reading and they are getting like each time they're getting more and more accurate and I'm receiving more and more important and bigger messages from from the universe and spirit guides and stuff. So that's something that like I'm really, really passionate about. But I'm also really passionate about past lives and mm -hmm. spirits in general. So like as I said, I hear the dead. <laughs> you know, I hear, well, not the dead necessarily, but just, I hear spirits. I've started seeing spirits. Um, I've I've been in touch with my ancestors, my great grandparents and stuff, and because they're kind of like 
guiding me at the moment. So I practice a lot of what you could call necromancy mm-hmm. with, uh, with spirit boxes or, or just by myself. Uh, even I think a couple of nights ago, I was like lying in my bed and I was like falling asleep and I felt someone kind of like caress my hair. And I'm pretty sure that was like my great grandmother. So I'm like, I'm very close to my ancestors. I'm very close to my, to my guides. I'm close to my past lives, like my past me, if that makes sense. Um, and I'm also really, really interested in not just, tropical astrology but sidereal vedic astrology and also astrocartography that i found out found out about really recently which Mm. is like what parts of the world how like certain astrological energies are gonna that might help you or hinder you depending on your own chart i find that super interesting and then of course like ayurveda and yoga because those two have been kind of like my main foundations for the for the past like wait how old am i for the past like seven years or so it's yeah. like there's other two practices that i've been that i've been doing for the past seven years so so yeah also very miscellaneous i'm afraid but i suppose that's what that's what spirituality is isn't it whatever calls to you that's really intriguing i think i should maybe ask phoenix and lara to have on another episode to join me and then they could <laughs> Maybe share more about their interests. My last question, what would you recommend listeners to do today on a full moon in Leo? Or what would you do on a full moon in general? And just say it in one sentence. <laughs> I have to be very strict. You would really recommend on a full moon night. Okay, charge your crystals. If you have any crystals or any tarot, charge them, cleanse them. Basically, just like put them on the windowsill and the, let the moonlight cast its light on the crystals and, and tarot deck if you have one. And that will cleanse and re-energize them. That's really important. How about you, Phoenix? Have a bath or have a shower. Find the most expensive, luxuriating cream and bath cream and just douse your body and your hair in it. Just get yourself nice and luxuriated. And afterwards, put on that silky, sexy cream and lotion and then just chill out and go to sleep. It's so central. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, it's it's wonderful. When you take care of your body like that, your body loves you for it. I'm just saying. Oh, I just had a shower before I added coconut oil. Mm -hmm. almond oil on my face i mean been using it for a very long time just because i decided not to use any more like lotion so i'm very natural (laughs) okay i'm going to draw an oracle card with full moon lara is there like a question you have i just want a general one to be honest if that's fine yeah that's fine maybe the two of you could maybe find with the three of us like one question you really want to ask because i'm going to use Dear listeners, my goddess oracle deck by Doran Virtue is getting face of the goddess Dana, but like the title goddess guidance oracle cards <laughs> vanishing. <laughs> what do you want to know, Lara? Okay, I want to know if I'm on the right path in, in my career because I've got various projects going on. Okay, going to do you first, Lara? I'm just going to... So I'm going to start shuffling. Could you just say stop when? Okay. I'm in the mood. Stop. Okay, and here we have. So you've got Isis, past life. This this situation involves your past life memories. <gasps> Ooh. Oh my okay, does it say anything else? I just took one Oracle card out. Okay, okay, is that is that all that it says? Yes, well uh, I still okay. have it, but I'm gonna send it to you later after I call. It's exciting. 
send the, the guide, the messages. And now for you, Phoenix, do you have a question? I do, but can I just say, when you were shuffling the cards, it sounded like you were slapping someone on the bum, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway, slap, spank. I'm like, what is she doing? But anyway, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, my question, the first one that popped into my head, well, I had like an image and it was, so the question was, how can I be healthier? And then it was some kind of woman in the pale light and she had a bone arrow. Mm -hmm. So yeah. How can I be healthier? Okay. That's my question. Okay, I'm gonna start chuffling and you have to say stop. Stop. Okay. Um, we have, oh, that's interesting. Again, ISIS, past life. Ooh. This situation involves your past life memories. So you, you as well, Phoenix, you've got Isis past life. The situation involves your past life memories again. For me, um, Isis. <laughs> um, my question is, yeah, what do I need right now during this full moon season? Okay. Need a good scene to like we all do. And there you go. Oh, I've got Coventina purification. <laughs> it is time for cleansing detoxification of your body and mind. Mm. Makes sense what you said. Makes, mm. uh, like, you know, Purcell, I think I've done some of it like before the show. All right, ladies, I'm so happy that you joined me today for this episode. So I'm really grateful. And it was really lots of fun having this chat among ladies and yes dear listeners this was the first episode for the goddess channel podcast series i hope you enjoyed it we're gonna hear from phoenix and lara soon i hope you became more interested in spirituality maybe decided to explore delve deeper study and maybe that you learn more about yourself and also about others. Have a lovely evening and thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye.